You're listening to Red Nation Online. Saturday, July 25th, it's Julian Zadorozny, and I'm Ian Clark, and we're post 3-3 TFC comeback against the Columbus Crew. This was no NYCFC of non-stop haymakers, despite the second-half rally. Once again, an offensively potent TFC were undone by disorganized defending, and reinforcements cannot come soon enough. It's a banter-filled episode as we hop in and out of match analysis, discussing the terrible commentary, the career of Freddie Adu a Jovinko MLS MVP update, and thoughts on Amen Kantari. All that and more on the next 45 minutes of Eastside Stand Up. Beautiful, beautiful Saturday night. Lovely Saturday night. Uh, Julian Zadarozny back on the pod. Hello. Listeners might remember him from, I think it was week, was it week two? I think so. Yeah. Now, however, there's an asterisk next to that Why? week two because you should have been back on the pod since then. However. To, to what? FC Dallas. Oh, yes. Yes. The listeners, I feel bad that this has been a season where... Oh, yeah, that's right. The episodes have been like... <laughs> terrible. It hasn't been as quite as on point as previous years of actually making sure every single game is covered. It's been a bit trickier this season, and uh, what was it? Like torrential downpour, like and then they hurricane, the game. tornado warning weather. Right. And well, they were going to close the restaurant. They were going to close the bar by the time we were, <laughs> the game started. The game started again at what, 1 o'clock? Midnight or something like that, midnight or 1? Yeah. So the FC Dallas game, we watched that together, but then... We did. We decided to pack it in parted ways and, and it's uh, the f- coincidence was that wasn't it an fc dallas game here in toronto that was yes canceled from the weather and started up the next morning that's right yeah that's what that's I right with torsten Frey, i went to that game it was like nobody there you can hear all the insults Harold, hurled hurled thank you <laughs> hurled at uh at, it was crazy it was great torsten frings played that game it was fun yeah but i think they won that game that's right yeah so there's a little, little perspective on how we mm-hmm. got here tonight and uh I had to cut us off. We were thinking about pouring out the uh, bourbon and lighting up cigars <laughs> for <already> this. <laughs> but I said, no. No. We got to set, set some priorities here. That Spark, there has to be a sense of professionalism, and I'm here to bring that. Yes. There'll be no drunkard. Well, there's a degree. There's sort of like a threshold that I, cannot be crossed. Right. When it comes to how much you drink, and uh, when, once the bourbon starts flowing, it's, it's going to be game we'll over. We'll be speaking in different languages. Yeah, so I, we had to like kind of cool off during the game. Right. I think the second half, I don't think I had a drink. So no, in preparation, and then once this podcast is over, then the bottle uh, will be open. Bottle, the the cigars will be, will be lit. The cigars will be lit, and uh, we will uh, we'll remember things that we should have said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think the the point of reference, though, to kind of roll into this podcast, mm-hmm. I think that usually when I we haven't done a podcast with someone. For a while, it was sort of like going back to when the last time they were on the podcast, whether it's someone like you, Paul Malhew, right. um, from early on in the season. And of course, when we last spoke, it was the big, the reason why I brought you on is because of your background of knowledge of Syria, uh, as well as uh, Jovinko and 
how he far he's come along. Right. And of course, when we're looking at a game like this, and maybe sort of your thoughts of you know what your early season predictions were, and thoughts on Jovinko and where he's sitting now. Well, I think I think I predicted. I don't remember exactly, but I predicted that if he had as any good seasons he had with Parma, and he was you know in health, in good shape, and healthy, and and his ability to score goals is pretty great. I mean, he's got such great movement and, you know, he finds players left, right, do it all, and he's doing it. I mean, I, you know, I, but I think I also said that it could have gone either way. I mean, you know, he's injury-free, which was good, so he came in the season pretty healthy, so, I mean, he's just doing what comes naturally to him. So it doesn't surprise me that he's scoring this many goals. I mean, what is it, after today, 13 goals? Yeah. 13 so, goals, 9 assists. Nine, 9 assists, yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I'm actually very happy to see him. I, you know, it, it saddens me a little bit just because, I mean, if he didn't have, if he wasn't around, if he was injured, you know, where would those 13 goals come from? Um, and nine assists. And nine assists. So, I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think since last we spoke, um, you know, uh, modest was my knowledge is of Sidia and, and, and Jovinko. I, he's doing his job. He's yeah. doing what he set out to do. And, and he's like the first TFC player that I can think of that's come in on that kind of payroll and done the job that he was shook his hand the hands on and, and just said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to score goals. Yeah. And he's going to make a lot of people look good, as you know, we'll probably mention as well, uh, the goal scored today. Um, but he's, uh, he's, he's, he's becoming a bit of a superpower, and uh, he's looking really good. Yeah. I think it's I, – I would be interested to see – and I know I'm sure there's articles out there and stuff who have scrutinized, like, designated players and what their production is per, for their salary, and I'm sure it's – there's a lot of hit and miss – I can think of a lot of DPs that were complete flops. Well, we can, uh, with Mista well, yeah, well, we <laughs> is can. one that I think I can think of. But uh, for someone to like really excel right. under that, I think uh, is, is you know there's obviously DPs you've done good mm-hmm. and done well, but I think the ones that have taken to another level. But I I'm think. talking about specifically Toronto FC. Oh yeah, yes, DPs that you know he's the first DP that really you know has done. I mean, currently is doing the jo- the best job he knows how. That is to score goals and. And assist, yeah, and just well, make the team. You know, the, and the footnote I would put on that though is, as long as he stays healthy and stays with the team beyond the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean we've seen Frings have a great second half. Right, but Coverman's had an incredible goal, re- like game to goal return. Yeah, but can you compare? No, Sebastian Jovinka with the. With, I mean, maybe Torsten Frings, but Torsten Frings came in to Toronto FC. I was very excited when he came in, but you know he had a great couple of World Cups. He, but he he just couldn't fit in, and I think. And Kuverman's, I would say, you know, he, he started off pretty good. Um, he fit in probably more than Frings did, but I think Jovinko has been, and you know, and even if you want to bring Defoe into that, he has fit into the club um, pretty smoothly. And and you know, he hasn't had many. I mean, maybe the first couple of games he wasn't. He was still you know learning his uh, feet were a little wet, and he was just you know trying to get his feet and trying to get going. But yeah. Uh, I know. I think he's really found his niche, and he's uh, he, and he can play with anybody. And that's that's that. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but he he has the talent of playing, you know, Bradley's away, and you know, and he's just he's he's very good at, at just kind of playing off, just doing the best he can with what he has, and still finding a way to score a goal. Yeah. So I think, and I think talent. that's a perfect segue into this match. Where you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, we were just getting his feet wet off the start of the season because at the start of the season was the game against Columbus, right? No, we we didn't we hadn't quite seen what he has to offer at that point. I think the first couple of games of the season, 
you know, I guess there's all there's expectations, obviously, right. on a designated player, especially one with that with a ton of money. And, and then there was the talk about what he could bring to offer, and we hadn't hadn't quite seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are, three four months later, and we know what to expect. And we're coming away from that game that was a two 0 loss. And of course, the the measurement was that you know how far has Toronto come from that that match, and how will these teams match up now? But on the flip side. Columbus has also come far from that point, and a player like Kai Kamara, who you know started the season at that same point, has now emerged as a league-leading scorer. And someone like Ethan Finley has emerged as one of the best. I think he's leading in assists this season. So Columbus has a couple pieces that, and, and it, I haven't even mentioned Iguain. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Columbus is that it's not just Iguain now. Last year and the year before, that's almost exclusively who we'd be talking about when you're talking about Columbus Crew. Right. And now it's uh, Kamara who, as we saw in this game, it may is not quite as clinical as you would expect, but he's still finding the back in that. And Finley is is a bit of a menace through the mm-hmm. midfield. Mm-hmm. You know, but if we look at this game, the the interesting thing and, and the talking point that I don't know how, how much you want to dig into it, but I mean these f- fucking friendlies. Oh, I'm sure okay. I'm sure I mean people talk about it all the time how how useless they are. And yeah. as a Toronto FC supporter, uh, it's a it's banter every season about right. what's the point of this you know like we're getting these games in the middle of our season and all they are, are are raising a red flag for the potential for injury and lo and behold Ashton Morgan who's probably having one of his best seasons since 2011 yeah. or 12 or you know crossing over between those is out with an injury and now we're you know we don't have a strong back line that's no. that's a fact no. Right, yeah, and even even when we say like we talked about last week, this what is our best back line? Even you know, I, our best back line is Morgan and more and more on the outside backs with Zavaleta and Perky. That's our best back line, right. which is hardly instills confidence. No, and but tonight they had what three guys back? Well, that, that was the formation they were trying to right. trying to put out there. Is it is it? Is it I mean, a three five two is a five three two. I mean, it it, it yeah. shifts and at points it's a it's you know there's four at the back with. One of those wing backs mm-hmm. push forward, so you know it fluctuates and whatnot. So that was the thing that they they sort of laid out. Now I sh- I should say, and we're gonna reference this to the game that we were watching this on MLS Live, yes, which we meant were. we watched the U.S. broadcast, which means right. that we were watching Toronto, <laughs> Toronto, <laughs> Toronto, Toronto FC, and not Papa John's. Is this uh, podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Papa, Papa John's. John's. <laughs> But it's just like it's not Toronto. It's not Toronto. No, no, no. But T R T R T R O N N O Toronto. Toronto played a three five two with Moro, Perky, and Zavaleta, and then you they sort of listed that your outside backs were on the left side was Lovitz, the right side was Jackson, and through the middle you had Sheru, Warner, with Delgado at the top of that, and Jovinko and Altador. So, you know, I, I, from, an, from an attacking perspective, I think not too much concern. But from a defensive side, yes, there was, there was quite a bit to be concerned. Well, they had a hard time at the beginning of the score goals. The first 45 minutes wasn't exactly, you know, the first goal didn't come until, what, the second half, right? Toronto's. Toronto's. Correct, I mean, yes, yeah. Yes, Toronto's. So, well, they were down 3-0. Yeah, they were down 3-0 after 45 minutes. So, I mean, they're not, uh, offensively, they weren't really, they looked pretty bleak. I, I thought so, and you know, I thought Lovitz had some good chances, and you know, and as I think we mentioned that he he's able to, he's pretty good with the ball, but then he just sort of loses it, loses sight of what he wants to do with it, and you know, and his crossing wasn't exactly you know top notch. Yeah, and, didn't you know. live up to like what no we've seen from him before. Right, right, exactly. 
So, I mean, you know, what's the, you know, so, so the first 45 minutes is pretty much, and, and I think even defensively, we were talking about defensively, you have basically Columbus and you have, I, I mean, I don't think they're the worst defense in the league, but two of the, le- the weakest defenses in the league, toe to toe, isn't that, you know, you're not asking, you know, it could have gone either way. So the fact that Columbus scored three goals early didn't surprise me. A lot of ball watching, a lot of inability to, to mark players, which we've seen pretty much, I would, I would say, and I could be incorrect, you know, almost every game, you know, when they drop a goal, it, it's, it, it's in shambles, you know. And do you want to talk about um, the retirement of uh, the defense? We just retired last week. Oh, Stephen Caldwell. Stephen Caldwell. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we lose him. We get... You can pronounce his name better than I can. I think. Oh, Ahmed. Ahmed Qatari. Qatari, yeah. So he's he he's basically. Are we saying that he's in a, he's pretty much a replacement for? That's. I think that's probably first glance. Yeah, first for glance. Caldwell. So you have basically someone new coming in who looks on paper, and I think we were you were reading it off the internet. Um, you know, there's some good things and bad things about him. I mean, he's had some. You know, he hasn't had, he hasn't, he's not a great player. I mean, even though Vanny's saying that he's touting him. And they're always going to tell Bezbachenko. him. As, I'm sorry, Bezbachenko said that. I thought it was Vanny. Bezbachenko's been saying, you know, he's got to be going to promote. Yeah, Bezbachenko, if you want to see the golden Bezbachenko moment is, go go back and listen to what he has to say about Gilberto. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Brazilian players, the yeah. hospice Toronto FC. Holy shit. Yeah. So I've never I've never heard someone be so off the mark from like every pundit that you like that totally you would have You don't even want to believe what that guy has to say. I mean, no. you want to go the opposite. So if that's the case, who knows? But defensively, again, you know, going back to the first forty-five minutes, it, it was you know I mean they, they, I was doing a lot of yelling at the TV. I won't lie. I mean, yeah. it's just a lot. Well, we of, saw. I mean, the first goal, of course, where that where my uh, feed froze for a second, right. and we were like, oh no, what's going to happen? I mean, just utter chaos around yeah. the eighteen. Yeah. And the, I mean, the issue with a lot of the goals that we saw was that, you know, the numbers, Toronto had the numbers back, mm-hmm. but were completely disorganized. Well, yeah, like five, I think we counted five, five, the good thing about when it froze is that you can count the player, yeah. <laughs> the players that are back there, like five guys, and all of them were just sort of ball watching and, and you know, and, and, and missing chances. And when you have strikers like Kay Kamara, who have that as you said before, I mean, he's he's not a magical player. You know, he's not going to make some fancy move or whatever. But when he gets the ball on his foot, he p- can pick a spot and score a goal. And so, you know, those guys are, are, are powerhouses. And if you're not able to 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 man up and 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 put down the space and and be able to 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 make sure that that, that these guys aren't going to walk all over you, and you're not ball watching and, and getting behind a player, you're gonna you're gonna go down three nothing in the first forty five minutes. And we saw that. Perfectly. Yeah. Today. Yeah. So. For, well, literally, like, because the second goal came right after that. Right, right. Right after the half. And I think mm-hmm. that was, again, that's a frustration. And we, if we touched on Caldwell, I mean, there was, there's obviously criticisms from out there, but I think the, the thing you can't criticize is you had leadership qualities, mm-hmm. right? And he is organized and he sort of stood at the back and you kind of felt like he would have at least held people accountable for what's going on and mm-hmm. it would be shouting out orders. Yeah, he was. He was. A- um, if I, you know, I don't want to be unfair, but I'm. I think I think we've seen enough this season to almost definitely say that like that Perky is not the anchor no. of our defense, no. right? And if and if I was gonna say there's an anchor, which is you don't usually expect that your left back, who's now slotted that right back as your anchor, it's Morrow. Morrow is the one I think has been the steadiest 
um, from a defensive point of view and has put in consistent performances week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really what you want is to create, you don't want to, I mean, you want to create a spine, right? You right. want to go through, you want to build that and then support from the outside. And we mm-hmm. don't, I don't think we have a spine right now, especially in our center back position. But, you know, we, we go down 3-0. We're down 2-0 at the half, right. which is a bit of a bummer. However, it was almost like a reversal. Like I was having this discussion on last week's pod. I mean, we were up 2-0 by the half. And my thoughts were, as much as it's great to go in 2-0 at the half or 2-0 you know, at 30 minutes into the game, your opponent still has tons of time to get back into it. And a halftime break to sort of shake themselves and wake themselves up and come out of the half you know, with some kind of motivation. Now, unfortunately for us, we didn't. Columbus comes back and sets it up right. 3-0, and we're like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on? Right. This game is, is done and dusted. However, within a minute, two minutes from that, you know, we this is and this is part of our, I guess, might become a weekly feature is the Giovenco MLS yeah. uh, MVP watch. I mean, just an incredible... An incredible strike. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, you see that goal and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's okay because we've seen him score some right. just incredible stuff as well. But from an MLS perspective, I mean, that's a, that's a great goal. And if you want to tip of the hat to Colin Warner, who on his left foot puts it a, a you know, a picture perfect cross that he's just running right onto and just slots it in low. If I'm not mistaken, it was the far post. Well, he had a great game. I thought Colin Warner had a wonderful game. And it's weird that you, we can mention that Colin <laughs> Warner had a great game. And then he got a card later on. And he just he worked really hard. I thought he worked really hard. He looked like he had a lot of energy in him. And I think maybe that has to do with the fact that Javinko was playing. <clears throat> but he didn't score all three goals. Because he could very well have scored all three goals. But I, I still don't think Javinko had the best game tonight. Yeah. Um, well, we should, you know what we should say is just before we dig into that second half. is The, the first half. Right. The, I mean, a lot of stuff that we're saying was just like... A, a lot of our players were anonymous. Well, this is two. It's it, once again, it's a tale of two of two halves, right? And I I don't know if Fanny had said anything specific to them, because I don't think anything really changed. To be honest with you. Well, we know what he was saying. He's like, look, guys, <laughs> I'm going to the Brandt house after the game. <laughs> look at this shirt. Like, I'm wearing my favorite pink like, pinstripe dress shirt. <laughs> well, at least he. And wasn't, if I can't get in the Brandt house, I'm going to Ultra. Yeah, but at least he wasn't dressed like you know he was you know taking his kids out in the station wagon for ice cream later on. I mean, the guy has you know his many outfits. And I think today he looked very casual, but very, very neat. Yeah. And it looked like he was going to have a good time tonight. <laughs> Ethiopian food. That was, the, that was the first thing. I was like, pink dress shirt. Like, where, well, is, where he, is he going after the game? Yeah, he's not, he's not he going back to his hotel. He thinks he's going to somewhere. I mean, his wife is in town. Is he? I don't know. But anyway, he, leave it at that. <laughs> he, well, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole rant about Vanny. But anyway, the whole thing, <laughs> thing about, about, I mean, it looked like they, at least they picked it up. And that goal coming so early... And I think you're right. You know, you know, if you score three goals or two goals in the first half, and then, you know, if you score early, there is that threat of becoming complacent. And I think that Columbus did become complacent. I think, energy-wise, they they didn't have the same intensity. They maybe have. They might have, you know, perhaps you know, uh, run a little little too fast for the first 45 minutes and didn't have the energy in the second half. And I thought defensively, they were always bad, consistently. That was consistent for Columbus. But they had the chances to score in the second half. I mean, they, they did get They that had chances goal. outside of those. Kamara had two yeah. really good scoring chances. <laughs> what, was, what was the line that they said? Did I write this down? Uh, he didn't score. That's why it's not 4-2. <laughs> no shit. No, no kidding. No shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel 
uh, sorry for ourselves. Yeah. I say I feel thankful probably for the rest of the people who Educate. probably watch this on Sportsnet 360 because the commentating. Could here's here's our sights and sound. One sights and sound was fucking awful. Toronto for the, for the MLS, yeah, but yeah, the, the US, they're, got, right? they're not yeah. getting behind it. They're not really excited about it. They're just kind of going through the motions. Kamara didn't score, and that's why it's not four. It's not four to two because Kamara didn't score. Because Holy maybe somewhere they're going. I wonder if he scored. Did he score? No, he didn't score because it's not four to two. Absolutely, good job. You know, fantastic. Shit. <laughs> well, that's what you. So, well, do you think that the the, the three hundred and sixty, the sports three hundred and sixty, would have done a better job? I don't even know. I don't. I, I would. Think. I'm going to give them enough credit that they wouldn't right. have said that. Yeah, they wouldn't have said that. Would. But then, so the the action that that uh, unfolded in that second half was, of course, right after that first goal. Then we see Jovinko lay it off to Lovitz. Right. Lovitz puts in the cross that we know that he can do, and mm-hmm. the left foot that uh, you know we've sort of seen for the first season, but didn't see so much uh, in this game. But then he delivered that one to none other than Colin Warner. No, another, another thing. You know Warner. the guy that uh, Montreal was more than happy to get rid of. We were like, <laughs> why did we sign this guy? And it's like, you know, I'm not a huge Colin Warner fan, but he kind of quietly just goes about his shit. If this was your first time watching Colin Warner, like hypothetically, you would think this guy was one of the better guys in the team. I mean, the guy, he really played very well today. He has a little star going. The grimy on. red card, the uh, grimy red yellow card. Yellow card. He worked really. He, but that's you need guys like that. But you, you want consistent. You want guys that are in there just to kind of stir the pot and yep. be able to kind of because you're down. You're down three nothing. You score one goal. It's three to one. What do you do now? Well, you got to be gritty about it. Yeah. And I think Colin Warner did that. I thought Lovitz had a pretty good game. You know, I thought those three guys, Javinko, Lovitz, and Warner, I think were probably the better the better players. Yeah. You know, they set up, they set it up, and they, you know, three goals, that's nothing to, you know, to come back from from that kind of deficit. Yeah. But you need, you need especially, you need grittiness. Yeah. And if we mentioned some of the players who didn't have great games, right after that goal was the Damien Perkey. Um, oh, bouncing yeah, the, ball yeah, miss, yeah. however you want, however you want to describe it, yeah. just embarrassing. It's absolutely terrible. I mean, Where it's like the ball bounces and he totally misjudges it. It goes over and then he give Kamara has a, a perfect chance coming in on the angle. Fuck. But he didn't score. But he didn't score. That's why it wasn't four two. No, it wasn't, wasn't four that's two. Why, that's why I didn't. But become wh- 4-2. where do you go from here when you talk about someone like Perky, who's isn't he definitely a DP? No, he's not. Oh, he's not a DP. No, but he does. I mean, he does. If I'm not mistaken, has an international slot, right? right. You only have so many, so right. it is a valuable commodity. Unless you're Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, the, rule, the rules. The rules are kind of different for apply. those for those clubs. Yeah. But how do you get away with that? How do you get? It, how do you play ninety minutes and not be able to? Def- not I be would be surprised m- if, if 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 you know the the assessment is not currently underway on Damian Perky. This really. Season. You think so? Yeah. I think he's going to play 90 minutes next time. Oh, he will, but I'm saying for the season. I'm saying like oh, when the season, season is over, right. Great. I would be interested to see if he's back next year, unless right. he turns his, turns his shit around, because for me, it's it's not worth it. Where was Haglund tonight? Um, I don't know if he's injured or if he's just... Uh, Breaks my heart. Of, yeah, I'm sure Because if does. he played, it would have been... It would have definitely yeah. been four to... Now, another Columbus Crew telecast sights and sounds. 78th minute. <laughs> A casual mentioning of Freddie Adu oh, playing, playing for Tampa. Hey, look who played How today. random is that? Yeah, well, they have to. I know, of He's course, I mean, it's a U.S. Talent. telecast. But He's I just, an American talent. He's an American this, treasure. What's the matter with you? American treasure. Hitting his prime. Tampa Freddie Bay. Freddie Adu. He's at, the, he's at his prime of his career. Tampa Bay Rowdies. At 26. Let's, let's recap some of the places. that Now, of course, mm-hmm. Toronto FC fans may not really care that much. Right. But, however, for a guy that's sort of like uh, the history of this league... 
and came into it as sixteen year old. Now hitting sixteen. Are you sure he was sixteen? I think he was fifteen or sixteen. No, he's fourteen, wasn't he? Well, he apparently was fourteen years old. What are you looking up? I thought you had his all. I place. have it right so here. So let's run. Let's so DC United from two thousand and fourteen. He was born. Well, he's now what? Twenty six years old. Born June second, nineteen. Although there is, it has contested. If in fact, he well, that's that what age. I'm saying. You're saying that he started. He could have been thirty two. You don't even know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> DC United. DC United. Two thousand four, two thousand six. Real Salt Lake. Two thousand seven. Well, he had the most appearances with DC United, yeah. and then it was after when he went to the big when he Benfica, that was his big that was his big calling. Two thousand seven to twenty eleven, eleven appearances, two goals, and then he was on loan for four squads: AS Monaco, uh, Belenenses, which you said is from, from Belenenses. Belenenses, Portugal, Portugal, yes, Portugal, Aris, which is in Greece. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this: uh, Chaikor Rizaspor. 11 oh, appear- that's in Turkey. 11 appearances, uh, three goals. And then back to the Union, which I remember when he came there, that was a big deal. Yeah, you got. A, I think he got a TV contract. And he, and he kind of shot, shot all over it because he said, yeah, you know, I'm here, you know, Philadelphia Union for a while. You know, I don't think I'm going to be here that long. Uh, 2011, 35 appearances, seven goals, and then went to uh, Surf and Bahia, which was in 2013. Brazil. Jagodina. Jagodina. No, but he had no appearances. So oh, matter. okay. And Cups. Five Finland. Finland. Now, okay, now this is important. Finland. I mean, this is a major step down. That's a major step down because most of the MLS guys go play in Denmark, Sweden, yeah. Finland. Uh, those are the three. Like Scandinavia is a big place for the MLS. It's a big place for these guys to play. Because, yeah, Americans will go. Yeah, a lot of Americans. Norway. Will go. Yeah, and then uh, Kufu '98, which is also from Finland. Three appearances, two goals, and that was until 2015. That was until recent. Yeah. All actually, it's funny to note. Cups, Kufu, all this year, all 2015. Okay. And then now Tampa Bay Rowdies. With Ronaldo. No, no, Ronaldo's for Lauderdale. Oh, he's for Lauderdale. Shit. For Lauderdale. Sorry. Come on. Well, I mean... <laughs> for Tampa Bay Rowdies. He's not far from him. No, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's close. Does that matter? Does that make well, a Well, the difference? capacity is 7,500. The, well, they play in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. Well, there it is. So weird. Holy jeez. Prime What do time. we take away from that, Spark? What, what do we, we take, take away from that? What can we take away from we that? Take away from that. What can we take away from the fact that there was an A mention? I think he still generates interest. A mention, yes, that's true. He gets a mention in Columbus. In Columbus. In the Columbus feed. But it's an MLS feed. No, no. But it's you know, we talked about this. It's a feed. It's a direct feed from the Columbus local station. into the MLS. That's right. MLS that's right. So, it, but he's an American, yeah. which is a big deal. So he gets. They mentioned it briefly, like almost, you know. You know, but enough for us to both look at each other and to be look like, at each and good. Ooh, our phones are on. Let's take a look. Yeah, what's Tampa, going on? What the Tampa fuck? Bay. Um, I feel. And, that we, and, we, and we we thought of parallels like Rohan Ricketts. Yeah, we talked the about the one-time Rohan Arsenal prodigy, right? Who we're not really sure where he is now, but I remember he was playing in Ireland or something. Oh, he's been playing everywhere. He's playing in Romania. He's played in Sweden. He's played in Bulgaria. He's played in Hungary. Moldova, Moldova, has he been there? He's playing everywhere. I made, I made that up, but I'm, I'm suggesting Probably he's in a... Eastern Bloc, somewhere in some sort of, you know, small village uh, area of, yeah. you know, Slovakia or something. You know, these guys get a paycheck. Who knows how much? But, you know, let's be honest. He was overblown. You know, it's hard because the Americans really want... They want their Pelé. They want their Maradona. They want their Pirlo. They want their... Jovenko. Uh, the soccer they want they want the soccer exactly. They want someone who can carry the flame, and they thought they had that with Landon Donovan. But the problem is, if you're not allowing any of your players to breathe, you know, uh, what happens is that you know they stay in the MLS. And it's funny because Landon Donovan is it because 
I maybe we're digressing, but maybe is it because of because the we've gone way off we've track. We've gone way of the off game. track. <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we'll cycle back. We're going back. But to it. anyway, but is is it because Landon Donovan is they picked hand picked him to be the face of MLS? Is that why guys like Marisa do kind of they go in and out and and they just sort of what well, used to have Sprite commercials. Now you're playing for the Tampa Bay Rowdies and you just got a brief mention in in you know in you know some local local match you know MLS match nonetheless. Yeah. But, I don't know. But not like a national. But not telecast. like a national telecast. Yeah. You know, the U.S. lost today anyway against Panama. So, you know, maybe that has something to do tear. with it. Shed a tear. I don't know. But they, they, really it was know. enough to mention. And maybe maybe he'll play in MLS and finish his career here because he's you know he's only twenty what twenty eight. I it's tough to say though. He'd have to have a pretty good season at Tampa Bay because he's now have to he has to move up. It's terrible, right? It's sad. So, but you know what? Let's here's 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 my segue. I found a segue right. as we close out the game. Mm-hmm. Is that we're sitting at three two, right? And then another player who left MLS at a young age mm. went to Europe, but you know has has actually had good success on the on the men's national team. Has he for the U.S. team? Yes, he has. He's been getting consistent call-ups. Uh-huh. He's scored for them. Him and Michael Bradley are thick as Steve's. We were talking about Josie Altador. That's we? who we're talking about. That's what I'm getting at. The it's the that, Altador. The guy that got sent packing from the Concacaf Gold Cup. He didn't. He basically yeah. got cut. Yeah. That's who we're talking about. Is having That's what I'm talking great. About. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. I don't think that Josie Altador. I think that's why he came back. To the MLS, even though Jurgen Klinsmann is saying basically, you know, I don't want my guys to play in the MLS. But I mean, where else is he going to go? I mean, he struggled. Like and I think we talked about this, Sunderland. Sunderland. But we're talking. We put the sun <laughs> in Sunderland. <laughs> Didn't that guy like? What? <laughs> oh, you know, I just gotta say on that note. On that note, another segue. Last pod, <laughs> and I, I should segue? call. I, I sort of got called out, which I should have been called out. I, because I, I was, I made an offhand, offhand comment because I'd had a few, and I said something <laughs> like, you know, some of these guys that come to North America or Toronto. And I referred to some of these British towns as like post-war shitholes. Oh, ouch! Yeah, it's kind of pretty snobby. So I who called you? Duncan. Duncan Fletcher oh, really? Called me. He's uh, like nice comment and fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but then I then I was <laughs> saw that I remembered that video for Sunderland and it was really funny. Come to Sunderland. We put the sun in Sunderland. And then it's like, oh yeah, we're talking about Josie Alderdale. We I, we put the sun in Sunderland. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's pretty Jimmy, good. But and we played Sunderland this week. It all like it all kind of came yeah, together nicely. Yeah, the useless friendlies. You know, and actually, I wanted to make a point about the friendlies is that they're always building it to something now. You know, back in the day in 07 and everything. Remember, the friendly was just the friendly. I remember before TFC even came into existence, you would watch. I saw Dinamo Zagreb play. I saw Porto play. I saw Roma play Celtic at the Dome. Those were great games. But it was just because the teams existed, so people went. Now it's like, when Real Madrid comes, come see Ronaldo. Defoe comes, let's watch Defoe. Let's watch the guy that basically told us to go, you know, screw ourselves and say, yeah, come, and score two goals against us. That's fun too. So, I mean, it's almost like there's a point to these friendlies where they try to build it to something. I mean, you know, the Tottenham Hotspur one was to watch Defoe play his old squad. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, because because they can't sell those games on their actual merit. They don't merit. get full, of course not. Nobody right? Gets, you can't, who cares? Nobody cares. Why should you care? It's just bullshit. It's just basically to get. Do you remember? I remember when. Uh, well, and, and to, just to re, to back that up, that game looked pretty pretty sparse. Yeah. Now that you have. Well, more, I mean, let's be fair. Now I, you now you have you know you know now you have more seats at Argonne Stadium. 
it's it's difficult to fill it up because nobody was going last year either and even this year it's hard yeah, i was watching the canada national team but you were at that um there was nobody there and but the weather was pretty bad but the weather was bad but even even so i mean it's not gonna it, it, they don't get filled up and tfc games don't if they could win i think they could make the playoffs this year and it it might not get that money i think people have reached i think they broke the seal it just got to the point where it was like Nobody cares anymore, and there are all people that do. We care. A lot of people care, but I mean, to, to to pay to go see this team when the hopes are low, how do you regain that? You're gonna have to win an MLS well, you gotta, Cup. You gotta You're gonna have hard. to win an MLS Cup to try to get that place sold out again. Yeah, yeah. So Josie Altador. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Josie yeah. Let me start on this. Josie Altador. Because then I said Sunderland. Oh yeah, that's Sunderland. Yeah, we did digress. Um, so he steps up. So we got a penalty call. He didn't have a very good game. No, but he scored a penalty. He drew the on penalty. A dubi- on a dubious penalty. I'm sorry. But, okay, dubious. Yeah, okay, but he you got know. it. He got it, but he was dubious. He was steamrolled. The guy's 260 pounds. He's but not he getting pushed knows, over. Give me a knows. break. Come on. He's a softie. We all know it. <laughs> yeah, I know, because he'd done it before. Yeah. I'll take it. But he goes up and, and oh, that rock. was Beautiful it. Shot. Clark doing his grovel art. Yeah, grovel art. Oh, oh, look at me. Popping all over the line. Yeah, and he went, the, he went the way that he was going to go. Hammers at home. Three three. Talk about a comeback. Absolutely. And then, and the, the, my last sight and sound from the telegas. Mm. Just so anyone wants to know, if they're in the Columbus area, kids, <laughs> kids zero to seventeen, and join the get a kick out of reading program. Kids zero, zero to zero. seventeen. Zero to seventeen. Did so you hear all that? those zero year olds, pick up a book. <laughs> pick up a book and get a kick out of reading. Podcast world, you hear that? Zero. You can read at zero in the United States of America. That's I didn't true. understand. That's amazing. Zero to seventeen. Even the one-year-old. A one-year-old. The one-year-old is picking up a book. Geniuses for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Absolutely fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. Because they're. Let's be honest. Another thing is the game wasn't exactly riveting. I mean, it was good. Well, there was. I mean, there's some drama, but you're right in terms of like the actual play. Like the goals appeared and they happened, but it wasn't. It wasn't like the New York City game. No, right. No, that was Where you're exciting. like, holy shit! This is like this, two heavyweights yeah. just throwing bombs, right. just haymakers, right? Yeah. This didn't. This game didn't have that feel. No. As much, even though like, the game finished three three, maybe it was hot. And maybe that's why we were so enthralled by the commentary. Well, of, the commentary was, yeah, exactly. It was very exciting to listen to the Americans uh, spout off just just non sequitur and like weird stuff too. You know, there was other ones that yeah, I wish we'd written down written that down. we both stopped and said, what, "What is what? this guy talking what about?" Are you bored. We must be bored. In the end, you get a point, which is important. Yeah. And then how many games behind are we? Are they? Well, I think like, there's still three games in three hand. Three games in hand. Um, and we're still in the mix, you know, for Columbus, D.C., New England. All those teams are, well, a lot of the teams in the East are actually pretty close to one another. But with our game in hands, we can, I think we can get, if not in first, like right, right on the heels of D.C. So that's. Should we be more excited about this? Well, so you know, shouldn't he, we he, feel more excited? Than yeah, being but you know, here's the, th- here's the thing, though, is that you know I've said this before: is we had this position last summer, where we yeah, had games right. in hand, and if we won those games, we would be sitting, I think, in first or second. So I, you know, it's just we're nine years into this, and it's everyone's at a stage where I think it's like, you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. Let's we're not going to crunch numbers. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, we're still technically in the playoffs, but I think at this point we can tell when our team is shitty right. and isn't going to make the playoffs and we don't need to waste our time. Mm-hmm. But also have a have a decent discussion and say, ah, you know what? Like, I mean, as a state with the club is now, they look like more like they're capable of making the playoffs than not. I don't think that's sugarcoating it, as long as Jovinko stays healthy. But there's better teams. I mean, KC is a good team. 
East United's having a great season. But we're a better team, too. When all our play, all hands are on deck and Jovinko is firing, I mean... Well, defen- and now, but and, we, we and, can't say that defensively they're weak. I mean, we can't say that, Spark. Yeah. I mean, we, we've well, assessed that. I, I don't think that we can say, if we didn't have Jovinko right now, could you, do you think that Altidore and, uh, can score as many goals? No. No. So, and Bradley's coming back after this Gold Cup. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have someone that's able to feed Jovinko more. So we, if, but I, my point is though, defensively has been, defense has been an issue for like at least two seasons now, maybe more so. So if that gets remedied, I think you'll have an all around team, 100%, I'll, I'll stand by you and say, yes, this team is capable of making the playoffs, yeah. 100%. So, and let's discuss that. Do we think this new addition is that final piece and it sounds it sounds like the reviews are mixed. but here's the, here's the thing here's what I'll weigh in from the article that Sportsnet put out and sort of just like whatever you want to call it just like generic knowledge here's the, here's the, the positive I will say is that at minimum at least we have a guy who for the last it looks like five or six seasons has been almost you know a day in day out mm-hmm. starter for his team now and, and when you look at the minutes he's been playing in a good league, and even you know the second division in France, you could probably say is comparable or on the bubble of MLS. Anyways, same thing like championship in England, right? Like if a good championship player in England can be a very, very good, you know, top level player in MLS. So I don't think that's necessarily a knock. I mean, I think the criticism from uh, you know the French football pundit that the Sportsnet reached out to is valid, but I think I think that comment comes more from a global perspective than necessarily an MLS perspective. Mm-hmm. When he's saying, uh, it, so it, those who will read it, you know, John Molinaro, if I'm not mistaken, it was Molinaro, did an article on him, reached out to a French pun, and he kind of just said, he's an average player. You know, Bezbachenko kind of trumped him up, punned it from France, said he's average, and the truth is, I mean, he's been, you know, a regular guy on teams that have let in a lot of goals, that have been relegated, have come back up. Fair enough. Steve Caldwell was on a team that came back up and was relegated and then he played in the championship as well. Um, so, I mean, that's something to consider as well. However, the, it, despite that, I mean, it's not a blue chip signing. I mean, I, I think that's a, call it a blue chip signing, but, you know, it's not a guy that you're like, whoa, we've really swooped in on something that could be potentially special, like a Benoit Cheru. I mean, you looked at Benoit Cheru, I mean, he'd been playing at Marseille, who were a right. contender in League One. They won a title. He won a title with Marseille in League One, right? Who has Champions League experience. I mean, if we pulled in the center back from Marseille or from Lille or from Bordeaux, then you might be like, oh, this is interesting. It's cautious. You know what I mean? I think it's a bit of wait and see. I agree with you. I I think, but... Yeah, it's a bit of wait and see because you can anybody can come in and tout and say this. When Frings came, they said the same thing. So you know they would break down his stats, they would break down what he can bring. It is what he can bring to the league. You can come to many leagues. He can go play in Saudi Arabia. You can you can go play in Sweden. You can go play in I don't know in in you know anywhere on this planet and China. You can play anywhere. Yeah. You know if you're able to adapt to where you are and play the, at the level that they expect you to play. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's when your mindset breaks. It's when you mo- you miss your mom, and it's when you miss your wife, and it's when you know, oh, I, you know, automatically I feel that this isn't the league for me. You know, we've seen that. We've seen that so many times. And I think a name like this, which isn't a big household name outside of anywhere, you know, I, I think it, it's easier it's easier to criticize. Uh, but I think you know, I think 
it'd be, it's going to be good to see him suit up and play, and we'll see where he goes. And I would say at minimum, at minimum, I would expect It can't him, be worse well, I was than gonna Haglund. Say, it can't be worse than the Haglund or Zavaleta. And I like those guys as young guys, but, you know, a yeah. center back who's like 22. There's no reason to have Haglund. Look, I, I, I've been in the pod for a while, but I, I've been holding this in. I, I can't understand how Haglund can play as many minutes as he can and make the, as many mistakes as he can and can be cons- a consistent starter for this for the squad. Well, he hasn't been recently. It's well, been recently, Zavaleta. Yeah, but Zavaleta, but you interchange both of them. I mean, Zavaleta's the better player. It's like, you know, we were talking about Bendik and Konopka. It's two, two second string guys fighting for first plays, and that's what we have a lot, especially in that back line. Second string guys that don't, they should be learning from a senior guy, and he's not there. So maybe this guy can come in and teach a thing or two. Like Cesar, when Cesar was playing, you had a, a heavyweight come and play as a goaltender. I would pinch myself, how can this guy be playing for Toronto FC? But he is, yep. and that's great. But you need stuff like that. You need guys that they can learn everywhere, every part of the pitch. You know, every may you need an anchor for everything. If, if this guy works out, fine. If he doesn't, then we can just put him aside and say, you know, it's just another mistake by Bezbachenko and just you know, you know, yeah. he, he wants to add him to the list with Adam Gilberto to the list and Defoe. Defoe and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And then as I think the last thing I'll I'll mention on the on the out, outro is uh, is it just touching in on our week, new weekly segment, the Jovinko MLS MVP <laughs> watch? Uh, you know, he leaves the game with a goal. And uh, this week, you know, last week we mentioned guys like uh, David Villa, Robbie Keane. And then this week an interesting article came out. I think it was from Matthew Doyle on MLSsoccer.com where they were talking about the midway point MVP and he put out Benny Fellhaber. Mm. Um, because Fellhaber, I think, has ten, six goals and ten assists. And I think he just likes what he's doing in the middle for more. I'll contest that. You know, I, I think I think when you when you talk about an MVP... You know, Sporting Kansas City has built a very nice, complete, balanced squad. So, you know, if, if Fellhaber's not there, I think they would probably, maybe not as good as him, but I think they could find a piece that could slot in and do okay. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about it. If Jovinko's not on Toronto FC, the drop-off is massive, I think, for what we have. And I think that's something you need to weigh into what makes a most valuable player. Mm-hmm. And then I would also add, too, where it's like, Jovinko's also become a player, and I think will become a player if he keeps playing this, is that when Toronto goes on the road, people will come to see him play. I don't think anyone's going to come when Sporting Kansas City is around to go see Benny Fellhaber. No, no, no. Right? Well, he's a marquee name. Now, they'll go see David Villa, but uh, yeah. I, they'll... Fireworks. Is it the closing ceremonies for the Pan Am Games? Yeah, it is the 25th of July. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Nice. So there we go, some some closing ceremony fireworks. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Robbie Keane, people will go see Robbie Keane now. Stephen Gerrard, yeah. if he steps it up. But I think I think Jovinko, more through his merit and play necessarily than a name, it w- is emerging as a guy that I think people would be you know is worth the price of admission. Okay, le- okay, absolutely. I but I think let's remember that Sebastian Jovinko, outside of people like me, and a, and a few others. At Fall City, and real Fall Italians. Well, uh, you know, my last name is Zetarosny, so it's I'm a, I'm, but you married I'm Italian, an Italian. I'm Italian by proxy, and I've been following it for a long time. But outside of a small group of Italians and people that like this league, um, no one knew who he was. Let's really. So he's really worked hard to make it. He's to me, he's like, in the in the sense of a name, he's like a fellow harbor in his own right. I mean, he's just kind of, you know, he's a name. You know, he's he's marked, he, but he's marked his territory. He's really shown that he's very that he's he's not, you know, Pirlo. 
he's not, you know, Robbie Keane was more of a household name than, than in him and Gerard now and all those other guys. So, you know, I, I think that he's, his talent is, is shining. In this league, he's so talented shooting fish in a barrel doesn't, doesn't even fit the bill. I mean, the guy is just, he's that good. You now, know, your brother had an interesting expression when he say it's just like a uh, pebble in the pond. Who? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my brother Andre. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's asleep. That expression that right made now. that I never. No, it's the I afternoon st- over there. I still oh, don't yeah. even know what that expression meant. Yeah, but we we use it a few times. We should just I'll, like a pebble in the pond. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> sure, th- sure thing, Diggs. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to tomorrow. But he, uh, he. <laughs> I don't want to use that. That's you know he's gonna he'll probably sue me. But he, uh, <laughs> I think when you compare compare these types of names. You know, I think when you bring in marquee, marquee player, you know, remember, there's a little guy named David Beckham came to this league, and he changed it all. So when you, there is marquee names, and then there's marquee names. And then when you have smaller names come in that eventually become top-notch, why do you think he wasn't called up for the, for the um, Major League, uh, the, the MLL All-Star game, excuse me. You know, because he's Sebastian Javinko and he's not, you know, Gerard. Yeah. They didn't even suit up yet. When they announced it, so they want big names. I mean, don't even, the All Star Game is bullshit, but it's basically to parade your the players that you spent the most money on, you know. And the All Star Game should be the best local guys and the best players you have that have come up from the ranks and played in the MLS. That's yeah. really what it should be. You know, they, they should be handing out the old school baseball ones where you'd go to the game and you'd have the little thing you could punch. Yeah, that's right. Little that's hole right. you could punch nice. and you pick a guy from so each sweet. position. Oh, that's cute. That was the way to do it. <laughs> that was the way to do it, yeah. I, I, I remember as a kid being like, man, I could not wait it's to be at, a, be at a baseball thing, game right before and getting that. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I get my vote counts. Oh, yeah, you like that, eh? Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't remember that, any of that stuff. Okay. So you know what? <laughs> Julian, we're we're hitting a point All in right. this podcast where it's going to be a long editing process, so <laughs> I want to finish it now. Next weekend, we got New England. Yeah. So this was an important result that we didn't head in New England on a loss because that would have been a tough one to dig out of. No. They should have come in and win that game. I think, they, I mean, obviously three points is better than, than no points. One yeah. point is better than no points, so I'll take it. Yeah, uh, and then of course we after that game, if I'm remembering correctly, Orlando midweek. Yep. Um, and it's a busy August, but we're we're in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, Julian, how can hey who tra- Julian? Who can? Uh, how can, are you on Twitter or anything like that? Um, I am on Twitter. Okay, but don't contact you. Is that what you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah, pretty much. All right, fine. You know what? Hey, if you got something to say to I Julian, I haven't said anything since 2009. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, you can get me at Clark Rno. Or email at email, have your say, or info at rednationonline.ca. And uh, let us know what you thought of the podcast. Go on iTunes, give us a star, any of that stuff Sweet. is super appreciated. And uh, at this point, oh, I was I didn't think I was going to be here next weekend for a wedding, but the wedding's on Sunday, so I will be back for that New England game. We want you to get involved. Reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. Get in touch with us. Let us know how you thought the team did. Agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. Also, check out our other podcasts on Red Nation Online from The Black Hole, Ours is the Fury, The Footy Roundup, and our interview series. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. And the